everyone, it's your Jane James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about some of this week's biggest Disney Plus news, including the shift from uh, Dancing with the Stars from ABC over to Disney Plus. We're going to talk about some of the new stuff that's coming up in May, and also just more ESPN stuff, and maybe even discuss the whole Warner Brothers Discovery stuff. Plus, we're going to be sharing our thoughts on and things that we've been watching on at Disney Plus recently. And yeah, let, let's just jump into it. So let's. So yesterday there was a big, big announcement that kind of pretty much came out of nowhere. Disney announced that from the fall in um, the United States and in Canada, they're going to be releasing the Dancing with the Stars is going to be moving over to Disney Plus with a live TV series. Um, they've also picked it up for two more seasons. And so it's, it's basically going to be the first live show on Disney Plus regular. Um it's important that it's only in the US and Canada because the BBC actually make this series because it's a localized version for the US of Strictly Come Dancing, which and now I'm gonna to have to put this up. Strictly Come Dancing, I love it. I watch it every single time it's on. It is one of it is probably the biggest show here in the UK. It is massive. So that's why like in my mind, I'm like, I mean, this is huge news because this is there there you can't get a bigger show in the UK than um, Strictly Come Dancing. So it, it's huge here. But of course, in the US, things have been a little bit softer. The ratings keep dropping. They've tried changing the hosts and stuff. And generally, um, it's not where it used to be. But they've shifted it over to Disney Plus from the fall. It's going to be a real shift. Um, it's really this kind of change of Disney focusing on Disney Plus, giving some kind of gen more general entertainment stuff to appeal to the whole family. Um, I'm a, I actually I did write up a little article this morning because I was a little bit like, oh, I'm, I'm quite torn on this because the Disney Plus part of me is they're going, this is great. This is great content, great stuff for Disney Plus. Making out the idea that Disney Plus is more than just Marvel and Star Wars shows. It's a big franchise. You know, it's going to offer a lot more content. And we're going to see this big shift over, I think, in the coming years of Disney Plus becoming the mainstream service of Disney, you know, the merging in with Hulu and all the rest of it. This is all the start of this. But then there's also that part of me that goes, when I'm reading the, I was reading some of the comments on the official pages and stuff of people going, you know, well, what about older viewers? And I don't have Disney Plus. I'm on it's like, I understand the need to get people onto Disney Plus, but I feel like this is one that they might've been better off dual streaming on both e to give people, it feels like it's one thing taking a brand new series and putting it onto Disney Plus, and another taking a, a series that's been around for 15 years for 30 odd seasons, shifting it over. It, you know, I know, like, you know, like my parents, yeah, you know, if this happened here in the UK, well, first off, it would be mainstream news, six o'clock news all over the front pages because there would be an uproar over it. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, like people have been saying, like, like, you know, older viewers and stuff that enjoy the dancing shows aren't going to have this. The people that are on cable are going, why am I paying for cable? And and it's like, I actually, I see it for both sides on this. I really, I, I'm there going, I, I get what you, why you'd be pissed off because I, I think I, you know, like my granny was still alive. This would be that kind of thing where my, you know, that she would watch Strictly Come Dancing and you'd be like, if they took it away from her, she'd be really annoyed because it's like, well, she ain't got a streaming service or even the internet. But my parents, my mum's a huge fan of the UK version, but she would be like, she'd be able to watch it because she's got Disney Plus and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a kind of one. It's, it's a massive, massive deal for Disney Plus. But I also, I get why people are a little bit annoyed at this. Yeah, I, I get that too. I, I, I think that a, um, 
a slow approach to this probably would have been the dual cast do it on abc and do it on disney plus at the same time probably would have been the way to go uh especially since this one is a a property that isn't traditionally uh disney it doesn't have the disney branding on it it's not associated with disney even though it's on the network they do have the disney they do often have a disney um night once a year where they all do all the music stuff, and I love that when they do that. But um, it's it's kind of, and I think this is, and it's been quite funny reading everyone, a lot of people's reactions. A lot of people still haven't cottoned on to the idea that ABC was Disney. Um, well, that's, that's of, what I meant. And this is this is the key, I think this is a key thing going for, and it's not just with this. It's been with this ESPN stuff that we're going to talk about later on. Um, the Kardashian series that's coming up. Um, it's on Hulu in the US, but it's on Disney Plus everywhere else. And there's this branding going around, and like. And it really feels like we're in that bit right now where America are trying to go. Disney Plus is changing people. It's you know this is why I feel like they never went with that star launch in the US. Is exactly the reason of this Dancing with the Stars. Of they are playing it softly, softly, just gently, just like Disney Plus is more than just you know the Disney brand and Marvel and Star Wars, and they're taking it very softly. And um, this is just that continuation of the shift over to it. And I, it, it's quite interesting to see how people are reacting to this because obviously internationally, we just got it all thrown at us all at once. And that was the end of it. And we all, and that kind of everyone just moved on. Whereas in the US, everything's a little bit slower. Yeah. But that's also, you know, they can't just get rid of Hulu. They, they only no. have a 66% stake at the moment. And uh, so they can't do it that way, but we, we still have seen a slow move towards it. Um, mm. Getting the Marvel shows from Netflix over there, which are, much more mature than the the shows on Disney Plus right now. Uh, and then doing things like this, taking things that aren't traditionally Disney branded. But that, that's what I meant. A- ABC, most people don't know it's Disney. Most people don't know who actually owns most of the major uh, broadcast companies here. Yeah. Like NBC uh, is owned by a different company. Fox is obvious because they have it in their name. Yeah. But most of these channels, like, oh, I didn't realize that was owned by that company. Mm. Um but yeah, still, if you're going to do this with something that's not traditionally Disney, yeah, it, it needed to be a, a slower move. And mm. yeah, it's going to annoy people to go, oh, what do you mean? This is my favorite show. We watch it every single week. Uh, it's a family time event. Why do I suddenly have to get this uh, this app that I didn't have before? And why mm. can't I watch it uh, on the big screen with my friends? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a real funny one because... On one hand, it's definitely about getting more people into Disney Plus. You know, we're just seeing this real shift this year with the ad tiers coming in. We're seeing it with the parental controls are changing, stuff moving over. This is all part of that, like blending Disney Plus in with you know they're getting rid of the lines between Disney Plus and Hulu, and it's like it is it is interesting as well because also with the introduction of live streams. They can also bake in ads straight in regardless of tier. Because I know we're, like, we're going to have the ad tier and the non-ad tier. Well, if it's a live stream, that goes out the window because they can just put ads in and everybody gets it. So they're going to make much more money on it. Um, they're probably going to need some big celebrities to get them in and stuff on here to do to, to kind of boost this show up a bit. But I was also looking at hmm, they can bake ads in and regardless of that ad tier, whichever you're on, they're going to make money off of it. Well, the question would be, uh, if you're streaming it, well, obviously everyone's going to stream it. If you're streaming it, 
live, okay, you get the ads because yeah. that's that's traditional. If I come in and I watch it three days later because mm. I couldn't watch it live or or I didn't want to watch it live, will it still have those ad breaks in it? And that's mm. the real question, which well, I don't think anyone's even asked the question no. to them directly, so we don't know for sure. But yeah, uh, but again, this is where like if they were dual streaming it, people would just be like, "Oh, well, you have an ad break on ABC." Yeah. Um, you know, we would prefer if you just put like blank space or something, but we understand. Um, but we'll see how they handle ads in this situation. Mm. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it all works out because I I know. Like last weekend, I was watching like WrestleMania and um, the NXT shows because it was big WrestleMania weekend, like three nights of wrestling on the WWE Network. Well, because I'm watching the live stream version of it rather than like the the post show, you know, you're getting all the adverts that I don't normally see, you know, getting these Geico ads and stuff that we're going to, you know, you see, I see ads on stuff on there, which we don't even have in the, because they're baked into that live stream. And also with the live stream, they're going to be able to probably sponsored by or you know you're gonna have things going in and out of it's gonna be interesting to see how all this works on one hand it's it's like there is that thing of going i say obviously as a disney plus podcast and website i'm like this is great this is fantastic new content new kind of things but i'm also this is the one time i feel like i understand where everyone's coming from with like this is a big shift um it's not like they've just said um Oh, we've got a brand new dancing show, you know, dancing, dancing at the kingdom or something like that, and therefore it's established on Disney Plus, and it's a new and it's something new. It's when you take something so established that's been around for so many years and shift it over, you know, uh, it, it's a it's an interesting one. I mean, it's fascinating to see this coming in, and I can't help but feel like we're going to see some major shifts this coming year with Disney Plus. This is the start. This is this this is a big announcement that's really. I don't think it's a thing of like settled into how much difference this is going to be. Because also, not only is it the first live streaming show for Disney Plus, it's I think there's a lot of people saying this actually might be like the first streaming show on any streaming. Because Netflix, none of them do these kind of things really. Then they might do sports and events, but not like a weekly show. Right. Um, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It could be the beginning of uh, some interesting things, and where streaming really does start to take over. Mm. television or, or network television uh, as a primary distribution mm. platform it could also be a flaming mess uh you know that just crashes immediately on launch but uh, hopefully not <laughs> yeah i'm hoping i and i'm gonna be honest i hope that actually disney kind of feel the feedback a little bit and maybe decide to put um like a put, a, the, put it on abc you know, a later time or on another, on maybe on a on a different night or something like that, just so older audiences can still enjoy it. Because I, this is the one time I'm like, God, this is there is this is a, affecting different people. Um, it's I know you want to get people over the Disney Plus, but you know, they're just thinking of all these seniors and stuff, and it's like, no, I don't like, you know, I don't want them losing access to a show that they've enjoyed for years. And these kind of shows are definitely much have got a much more older appeal, and and it's it's odd. I, you know, like I said, if it was just a brand new show, I wouldn't be saying this. But I, I this is a show that I feel like I know what it's like here in the UK for this, um, for Strictly Come Dancing, of how big it is for people, and how how so many people watch it, and it's it's a bit like ooh, there's some issues there, which I'm hoping Disney, yeah, it's it's a real. I'm, I'm quite torn on it. 
I'm glad it's coming over this plus. I'd really like them if they could release it internationally. I've had a lot of people asking about that. The thing is, the BBC actually make it for ABC, and it's a it's a localized version. So you've just got you just got it's been remade from our version, and every country pretty much has their own version. And usually, with those kind of things, they can't like be aired in other regions because it's. They've done it in the past, but it hasn't been happening for years. So I'm hoping they might sort something out. But also, the I, I would imagine the BBC wouldn't want like Disney Plus getting the US version in like the UK and stuff. So it's a little bit more tricky. But yeah, definitely going to be interesting how all this works out. And and we've also found in the past with shows like this or American Idol or or X Factor or things like that, um, they don't do well in the regions outside of where they're produced. So the American mm -hmm. version of um, America's Got Talent doesn't typically do well in Europe. And the British version, British Brit Britain has talent, doesn't do well in America, or, or mm. France has talent, doesn't do well in, in either. But because you really want to see what's specific to your country. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't stopped them putting it on in the past. I mean, and I like right. America's Got Talent would be on like ITV2, but it would always be on the, the side, like, like RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, I watched the UK version, um, but they also, the BBC also has, you know, they've, they've had like the Canada version and like Netflix, I think has the, the US version. So they, they did do that, but primarily they do tend to focus on uh, the main right. uh, version. Yeah. Like um, expats or people who've emigrated from their country, they like to see it, you know, coming from their country, but they mm -hmm. tend to be a minority in the country they're in. And yeah, I so, will yeah, I was just gonna, I was just no, like no, I've been watching Married at First Sight Australia every night for the past month. Um and it's actually better than the UK version. <laughs> so I, I you know, sometimes you know you end up watching these things. I mean it's massive ratings over here because it is so much better. But you know, these sometimes they they make versions of them and sometimes the original's the best. And you know, it's very and strange how it works. There are definitely exceptions. The one that I would point out is like I have zero interest in Big Brother or those reality shows where the people are living in a house yeah. and they just have cameras everywhere. But uh, the Japanese version of that one, uh, and the name is totally escaping me right now, but it's on Netflix, is fascinating because it doesn't have any of the drama. It doesn't have uh, you know people backstabbing each other and uh, little contests. It's literally like, hey, these guys are having breakfast. Uh, what are you having for breakfast? Oh, you're having a little omelet. Okay. And then oh, I got to go off to work. All right, bye. Yeah. And that that's that's the Japanese version. I'm like, this yeah. is so much better than the American version. <laughs> it is funny, but it's it's definitely gonna. It's really like broadening out what's going to be on Disney Plus, and we're really and we've been saying this a lot, obviously since Star got introduced, but we're starting to see this um, coming through now in the US, which brings me over to a kind of like our next topic. Because this past week, Disney Plus all over the world added Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady. So this was all nine episodes that we've seen so far. So this is um, a series which has been on ESPN Plus. The tenth and final episode, it still has to come to ESPN Plus later this uh, month. Um, so they've not fully done it. But it's apparently going to be available for a limited time. And really, and this was all over the all over the place in terms of how they announced it. And again, it's just, okay, so this is not even a 30 for 30, which we've seen a lot of. Again, it's just more blending of the you know and it's like i like what i like what's going on but it's a little bit like guys can you just either do it or do not this whole kind of like wishy-washy version I'd, we'd, i think everyone would be a little bit more like what do you want us to watch it or do you not want to watch it 
Um, I think that this might have something to do with what you're talking about earlier, though, where, you know, when you guys had Star launched in, in England, mm-hmm. all the content came up on it once. And it was a bit yeah. overwhelming because, like, wow, what do I watch? We've got all these things to watch. And and by doing the ESPN trickle in, you know, you don't get as overwhelmed by like, oh, there's a bunch of basketball. Doc- well, basketball's not really my thing. I'll skip yeah. that. Oh, Tom Brady. I'm a huge football fan. And, you know, Tom Brady is the biggest name in American football. So I, I I'll check that out or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's why I switched out American football. Um, having a, a lot of family in New England, of course, I cannot avoid talk about Tom Brady at all, even though I don't really watch football. But uh, he, all that you need to know is he's a huge name in America. Yeah. Like even people who don't watch football know who he is. Yeah, it's just, I, I think it, it is fascinating how they're doing this with the US because um, they put out uh, the video at the beginning of the month saying what was coming up in the US. And one of the films in the video was Kiss of the Dragon. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> going to be the first rated R movie is going to be yeah, Kiss was, of the Dragon. It's on April the 1st. So some people are like, don't get in this, not April for some. No, they put it in the video, guys. It's, it's like it's a bit random, just for a. And it's like then I had an email. Oh, it's my mistake. It's going to Canada. It's not in the US. And it's like, hmm. So what was the point? It's a bit like what was the point of putting the parental controls in if you then put one movie on a mother in the whip? And like, um, Hot Shots Part One and Two got added randomly. Two days later, gone. And it's like, have you guys gone? Have you announced stuff a little bit early? Are they waiting to? It's it's a real like strange. It's it's very like I I am at a point now, and it's it's, it's kind of interesting in some ways. I don't know what the next press release is going to be. It's getting very random. <laughs> it's like you know I don't know what I'm. I mean, it's always been that kind of thing. You don't know what you're going to be right. But some of the stuff we've had to, over the last few weeks have just been like, what what's going on? <laughs> just shaking your head. It's just like, hey, there definitely has uh, has been a feeling of maybe the various regional coordinators have been getting their wires crossed a bit and stuff that's supposed to be going to the Canada releases or going to America and vice versa. It's like, like kiss of the dragon. It's not even, you know, that, that it was supposed to be for Canada. It's like, this is such an arbitrary movie to pick as like (laughs) rated R movie for, to put on the American Disney plus. Like it's, it's not traditionally thought of as a Disney movie. It's not, it, why would you pick this instead of like you know uh, I don't know The Rock or Armageddon? Well, Armageddon well I mean I think a lot of people were just like Deadpool or Logan or or like mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes or something like a little bit of Die Hard or Alien or something a bit more prestigious than just some random like yeah it was just a bit odd it was a very strange and obviously they pulled it so it's not it's not happening as it is um, whether or not we get an announcement. Regarding it, I I'm starting to wonder if we're just going to see a, a trickle over the summer of some shows, and then they're going to go all in when they do the ads, the ad system, the ad tier, more adult content, and they're going to do the whole lot later in the year, and they're going to just use the whole summer just to just to spread that idea of maybe slightly turn the water up after dipping everyone's toes in, and just letting them all like get used to the heat a little bit rather than dropping us into... Uh, it's just very strange how they're being so quiet over everything. Yeah, it, I think that you're right, though. It's um, let's slowly add stuff in, 
piece mm. by piece and let people get used to it. And that's why something like Deadpool or Logan would have made a lot, well, will make a lot more sense than something like yeah. Kiss of the Dragon, where you can go, yeah, the same effect as pulling the Netflix Marvel shows. You can go, yeah, it, it's more mature than what you're used to, but it's still the Marvel stuff. It's yeah. characters that you're aware of. It's stuff that people wants to watch. Um, and then you, you bring in, let's say, Logan. And you're like, yeah, it's rated R. It's very bloody. Uh, the, mm. There's some very intense scenes in this, but it's Wolverine. We have yeah. the other X-Men movies, or most of them, X-Men movies over here. We're just finishing off the set. Yeah. You know? I think the Marvel ones are a bit the same. I'm surprised they've not really gone in so much more on the National Geographic yet. I'm surprised they've not used that as a nice slipway into stuff. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be at all surprised if next month uh, Bob's Burgers or in June Bob's Burgers and the movie might be like another sort of slow gateway into adding some, some different kind of content. But no, it's a very, very odd of what's all these announcements. Like I said, that man in the arena just kind of came out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. Um, I mean, it's good to have this kind of content. Um, it's definitely a bit different. But yeah, so that's that one. Um, also, it has been confirmed yesterday that Sneakerella is coming to Disney Plus on May the 13th. So this is a new original movie. Um, it was originally announced back at Disney Plus Day. It was supposed to come out in February. been shifted back to May. Now we're all getting it. Um, so this has been confirmed for at least the UK and Canada as well. Um, it's Cinderella with sneakers with and role reversals. I'm not that bothered about it, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I'm not pointing sugarcoating it. It's like, yeah, all right, I'll watch it. But I'm I'm not really looking forward to it. If it never existed, I don't think I'd have bothered. But what do you bet you? This is, this is a uh, we're not the target audience thing. Yeah. I, I don't – sneaker culture – I don't understand, but I do recognize that it is a big thing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who, who are very obsessed over it, and uh, this could be an interesting way for them to to have some media that mm -hmm. that takes their side. I mean, even even Goldblum did an ep episode of uh, his show, I think, in the first season on on sneaker culture. So, yeah, also, we'll, also, we'll see. also the same week, or two days earlier, on the eleventh, we're getting all of episodes of the Quest which is a revival of an old ABC series. So it'll be eight episodes and they're all off like some kids competing in a um, some kind of competition where they're trying to do puzzles and stuff. But there's magical elements with actors kind of, it looks weird mm. and I can't quite, I watched the trailer for it and I'm like, um, it reminded me, there used to be a TV show called like, I think it was like Night Quest or something like that. that and like almost not quite the same thing as like crystal maze and stuff. And I'm like, uh, this is, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's, it looks really like cheesy and I'm well, not, I'm going to watch, I will give it a go, but my expectations are so low. It's <laughs> just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next. <laughs> just well, it's kind of like a kid's game show. It's not really meant yeah. for, for adults. I think, I think it'll do well on the the target audience, depending on how the presentation goes. Because mm. like, this is the kind of thing I definitely would have seen my my younger self watching and enjoying and being like, "Ooh, I wish I could be on that show." Yeah, kind of thing. But yeah, uh, adults, I don't think are going to be quite as. Uh, it's just a weird way of marketing it because it's like in a it's like like there was even questions of people kind of going, "Well, is this like a game show or a?" drama series it could, it's quite blended and, and I, it's good it should be interesting it'd be interesting to see how all of this works out i think the trouble is when they go from the people that brought you lord of the rings and you're like well, that's quite Not a really <laughs> yeah that's quite a jump for me just because it's got orcs and magic some of the special effects are pretty cool 
So I'm going to have to go into this one is like one of those things of like, this is different. I like it. I'm going to give it a go. But I, my expectations are that it are really low. So usually what tends to happen in this situation is I'm like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, um, I, you know, my, I'm not expecting a lot from it. But, yeah, it, it's kind of, yeah, I, again, just something different. And I'm liking that we're getting some different things. It's not everything's the same. It's definitely good for diff to have different things and try to appeal to different audiences. Uh, that said, so far, the, the game shows on Disney Plus haven't exactly been, um, you know, newsmakers. People aren't really talking about them. We'll see if this breaks the mold or not. I, you know, the revival of the quest. I don't recall the quest being like a huge deal. Well, but, I only had one season. <laughs> yeah, it, they might have been better off like connecting it to an actual property. Uh, but then yeah. again, that didn't really work for for Star Wars when they did Legend of the Temples I, using the star. But that was on I, YouTube. Yeah, but they, I was going to say they dumped that one way away on YouTube mm -hmm. and like left that one a long time ago. Um, quick thing before we get into what we've been watching, also Star Wars Celebration. Um, some of the details are coming out. Now. So that's taking place at the end of May in Anaheim. Um, they're going to opening it up with a presentation kind of showing off uh, what's coming up, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and or. And it's, um, I think, Mandalorian Season 3. There's also going to be some panels, one for Bad Batch Season 2, and one with the Mandalorian Plus, kind of the Dead Dare Zone. Don't yet know if these are going to be live streamed at the minute. They're just trying to sell tickets because this event's been like moved like three or four times. I think people that have had tickets have had to, you know, may not have been able to go. And so at the minute, they're just trying primarily. I, I don't think they want to come out and say, we're live streaming everything because they want to sell those tickets. Um, I'll be honest, had it not been the same year as D23, and it still feels a bit like we're well, something like four to five weeks away. Um, and we're only really just starting to find out some information stuff. Because I'll be honest, I wasn't hundred percent sure this event was even happening until like a couple of weeks ago. Because <laughs> like, there's not a lot of announcements, so they're going to rev it up. They've obviously shifted back the release date of the Mandalorian. Um, they've shifted that back two days to the twenty seventh rather than the twenty fifth. And now we're going to get those two episodes, but we're still getting the Wednesday releases afterwards. Um, it looks like probably the reason for that is they're going to end up probably showing those shows at celebration first on that thursday and just yeah it's i think it's primarily about just hyping up that show um it's a, it's a shame they didn't just shift it to friday's full stop um so it doesn't go up against miss marvel but um it's sounds things even more weird again oh so the first two episodes are dropping on a friday and then it's going to wednesdays afterwards it's a little bit odd. was this the mandalorian <laughs> or obi-wan obi-wan yeah sorry i thought i said yeah. you mandalorian before no, so yeah. just to clarify it's yeah we're talking about Obi -Wan, Obi -Wan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've shifted the, the the premiere back two days and giving us two episodes on the 27th. So, yeah, so that is all the news. So before we jump into anything more, just a quick shout-out and to all of our patrons and YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for all of your support. Really means a lot. It helps towards paying all of our hosting fees and stuff, and most recently um, the prices has had to drastically, you know, our costs have gone up due to, like, new servers and stuff. Um, so big thank you to Dana, Raphael, Dan, ba uh, Ben, Adam, Jay Blue, Ricky Wright. We also hello to Dave, Mamad, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. While over on the Patreons, a big hello and thank you to Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Khalid, Red Marsman, Cody, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah, Giuseppe, and also Andrew. And again, big thank you to Sarah for all of your support. I'm really realizing how croaky I'm getting. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. I'm getting a little there myself, actually. Uh, yes. Well, unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yes. It's that thing of I got tested for COVID this morning, so that's kind of definitely changed my plans for the next week. Yeah, um, and, uh, and now I'm locked in. Yeah, and I just spent a lot of time around kids after not being around them for like two and a half years, so I don't have any of the resistances built yes. up. Um, and yeah, so I, I think I might have like a cold or something. It's well, good. you you you're in Disney World, so you're, you're yeah. Any any sympathy for me for that? No, I, um, I wasn't asking for it. Just stating yeah. a fact. Yeah, the close close thing I've been to is a supermarket this week. Okay, so let's now jump into what we've been watching. So we obviously last week we had some special guests, and so it's been two weeks since we last spoke. And we've had Moonlight, but we're going to do Moonlight afterwards. Um, we've had some other stuff dropping onto Disney Plus recently. So yesterday, I watched Fresh with my wife, which is um, um, a movie that dropped a few weeks ago. Now, I know I'm a little bit late, but I wasn't really like, I had to see this one. It was like, um, I'll get around to it at some point. So it was, man, is this a bit freaky with like, um, he basically kidnaps a kidnaps woman and kind of keeps them alive while cutting them up for, and selling their meat for, yeah. Did you watch this one? No, but I, that's because <laughs> I, I could tell from the trailer that it was basically what you, uh, what you described yes. there. And this is not my thing, um, but I'll, I'll say the same thing I, I said last time, which is uh, I'm glad to see Sebastian Stan doing a, a wide variety of roles, like between this and uh, Pam and Tommy, Pam and Tommy yeah. And then, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, he's like all over the place in, in terms of genres. Yeah, it, I, I'm glad I've watched it. I'm never going to watch it ever again. But, um, yeah, so that was that was obviously a Star original recently. We also had Better Nate Than Ever, which was um, a new original movie all about Nate going out to New York and taking part in and auditioning for Lilo and Stitch, the musical. Very much kind of a story of him coming to acceptance of himself and... Um, just, just loving theater, and you know, I, I thought it was a, a lovely, charming movie. Just really great. Um, I really enjoyed this one. It was nice and simple. Some great music. Um, did you get a chance to watch that one? Uh, no, I didn't. But I am planning on watching that uh, either sometime this weekend or sometime next week, maybe as a um, while I'm working up on the side because it, mm -hmm. it does look interesting, and uh, it sounds like the musical parts of it uh, appeal to my my musical taste. So I'm looking forward to it, but I have not seen it yet. Yes, yeah, no, it's good. Um, so that's 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 another one that we've been watching. Um, also, sort of most recently as well, um, we've had some other movies like uh, Death on the Nile was released on Disney Plus internationally. So I watched that one and Murder on the Orient Express. Right, I hadn't seen the first one, so I watched both of them like two weeks ago. I really enjoyed Murder on the Orient Express. I didn't think Death on the Nile was in the same league, but I definitely enjoyed them both. Um, big cast. You know the Who done it. It's kind of one of those things that only really works once. You can't really go back and watch it. But really, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I it's definitely one I wouldn't have gone seen at the cinema. So I was glad that it dropped onto Disney Plus like six weeks after release. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I, I watched this one the other day, um, and now I I had the opposite experience. I saw Murder on the Orient Express back when it was in theater. So we're talking a couple of years ago. But I was not impressed with that one. I I felt that it didn't do a good job of properly setting up the reveal at the end yeah. like not giving you enough information so that there was a lot of pieces to that where it's like oh um where did you pull that from you never never showed us that little bit and i thought um death on the nile was actually the better of the two movies in my opinion uh though the cast of murder was better yeah 
Well, I'm saying that Mar Murder on the Orient Express had a pretty stellar cast. Oh, it, yeah, um, it was fantastic yeah, it, cast. I mean, Johnny Depp, you had uh, Jay, uh, Judy Dent. She also had, oh, I can't think of her name, the Queen in there as well. Um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So definitely, definitely recommend you check that one out. I haven't got. Yeah, um, haven't got around to watching um, Nightmare Alley yet, but I did watch this, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, mm. That one was dropped, I think, onto Hulu. Or I don't think it dropped onto HBO Max in the US. Um, that sounds right. I, this one was a movie I was not expecting going in. Um, it was kind of all... I, didn't, I knew nothing about this movie. Went in completely just like, there's the fun now. That was all I knew. <laughs> um, I'd never watched any of the trailers and stuff. I just knew it was... A, and it's like... I didn't realize it was all about kind of like um, a church in the US and about the creation of the 700 Club, which it's really funny because I, you know, the whole, I remember having discussions with you and stuff before about the 700 Club with Freeform and the issues that they've had. And it was kind of interesting seeing it from like the creation of the TV network. And um, yeah, I, I thought, and I mean, what, what, I mean, she won an Oscar. Yeah, I thought this was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely, I wasn't expecting to. But I, I thought this was a really solid movie, and definitely um, that was a guy. I think that was just right after the Oscars. I was like, oh, I'll give that one a go since that one picked one up. But yeah, that was a really and it, March was so good here on Disney Plus in the UK. I mean, we had literally what was it like Nightmare Alley, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Death on the Nile, West Side Story, and then we had oh, Cheaper by the Dozen. And but there was at least some you know we had some real big movies drop. And it was just been quite good just catching up with a few of them over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, quite a few movies. Not so much uh, television content in the States. I know you guys had a lot of the stuff that went to Hulu, but uh, still, very good movies. It was mm -hmm. it was a solid month for movies. Now, I haven't seen that one. Um, that, that slipped under my radar until you mentioned it. Completely forgot it even existed, to be honest. Yeah, I've mean, also been watching the latest season of The Walking Dead. We got the last episode of the current batch dropping on Monday. I'm loving this series. I mean, I've, I'm a late comer to Walking Dead, but I have plowed through 11 seasons. And now once this one's done with, I think we've got a batch then coming later this year on Disney Plus in the UK, um, I might start wandering off and watching some of the, um, the spin-off shows and stuff from that one. Um, another show I've been watching was The Step Into The Movies, which kind of nicely ties in with Dancing With The Stars, which was added a surprise release last week. And so... I'm not so I knew that I think Derek was from Dancing with the Stars, but obviously I've not really seen. So it's kind of you know they're doing all the dances for some of the big movies and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. And again, because I like the dancing shows, I thought I thought that was a, a nice little addition. Um, also, the finale of the Dropout, so that dropped um, last week. What a, I what a great! I do feel like they could have probably maybe should have held on like a year or six months until they kind of to finish the story off rather than how it ended. But what a show. I know uh, we spoke about it two weeks ago, but I've uh, this is such a great show. Yeah, this was really well done. It's a, a very deep look at uh, an incident that is still going on. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the trials are going on, obviously. Sonny uh, is still up for trial soon. Uh, Elizabeth has to be sentenced still, mm. which I think is happening in September. Uh, but... Yeah, this this was fascinating, and the cast involved was amazing. The I was even like looking on YouTube yesterday. I was look. I was trying to. I was watching these videos on like how she changes her voice, 
and how mm. and how she did it. And obviously, like Amanda was saying, how you know, because my, my wife even turned to me, why does she keep doing that voice? And it's like, well, it's because it's all part of this thing of not being a woman. I talk low like this, so I get more of it. And it was, you know, her screaming and just the relationship breaking down and the blame of when when it finally then surrounded themselves and so much like so much using people and using security and stuff to hide everybody and keep everyone separate sue everybody into the ground and to keep the secret you know this got, got to that thing of like you know it got so big that they couldn't afford for the secret to get out and what they were willing to do to stop it and then when the story finally broke you know when they're in that court you know when they're in having that meeting and then they kind of basically slipped up in front of the journalists and we're going you just said something there that we now know that you this is i i love this series this was such a great show one of my favorite ones of the year so far agreed and i also liked um you know they spend the first seven episodes or so or at least a portion of them showing how they uh do their house of cards or their shell mm -hmm. game with like walgreens and and so on and how they they are able to kind of play on their ego, play on their um, well, desire to be them. part of and manipulate them. And then when the government guy shows up in the eighth episode, they, they try the same tactics with him. Oh, let, let's have a little meeting. And he's just like, no, uh, no, no, no. You're going to, you're going to show me everything yeah. and that's it. And they have to. And, and just seeing how their tricks no longer work on, on this. Well, it, no he, he was so good. Cause it just was like, no, I'm, no, get, get, I need and, it, and I, and there's like he's no play, no playing around. No, I've been sent here to test it, and I'm doing testing. I'm not, you know, he, he wasn't being. Yeah, it, it was just so interesting to watch, and he kind of sitting there, how did this happen? But you can see how it happened. That's the whole point. Is yeah, you can see, you can see them making the first compromise back in the beginning of the series, and how that one little tiny compromise escalates into this giant web of lies that they they lost control over and you know, they they're backstabbing each other by the end and everybody's abandoning them. And it's, it, it's absolutely. And this uh, is that whole thing about how like aggressive Sonny is. And um, yeah, just, I uh, just, just a, such a great series. And if you haven't watched it, definitely put it a high on your watch list. Um, um, like I said, probably, probably one of the best series I've seen on Disney plus. Um, yeah. Since it launched, it's it is a it's a it's a great series. Um, and between this and just between this and Dope Sick, I never want to get I never want to get ill in America. <laughs> it was just... I think I think more and more people are realizing that one. Um, that said, I will also be checking out the documentary for this, which is over on HBO Max here in the states. Because um, again, this is a drama series. I have to assume that there are parts of it that are changed either for storytelling purposes or for drama purposes. Um, so I want to check out the documentary and kind of get like a, a more factual look at yeah. what was going on there. No, it's 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 just again, it's just kind of showing up um, the different kind of stuff that's coming on. And obviously next week we'll be talking about the Card the new Kardashian series. So he's shifting tone completely. I'll be talking about it. I know you got <laughs> it's so funny seeing everyone's reaction whenever that one gets that show gets brought up. This one's that one's gonna be fun next week. Um so yeah, so let's now talk about Moon Knight. So we've got all the first two episodes have been out now. Um so um, I can talk about them openly. I'm just going to remember where where I've seen up to because I'm two more weeks two more weeks ahead at the minute. And I can't wait to get yeah no, get, he, that double edged sword for you there because yeah it, it was a little bit like I'm, I'm waiting for everyone to catch up so I can see the next bit because it's it it's what a show. But what did you think of it? 
Uh, I am enjoying it quite a bit so far. The Obviously, it's a bit of a mind trip, kind of what's going on, what's real, what's not. Uh, going a little bit less that route than I expected, actually. So far, uh, I think it's going to change. But so far, you know, you can see where the delusions are versus what reality is. Like I said, I think it's going to dip a little bit farther into what is going on territory later. But uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I've been waiting a while for, for Moon Knight to, to kind of come out into the yeah. spotlight here. Do you know? I mean, I mean, obviously, you've read the comic books, but it's so completely away from that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's completely, they've just taken aspects of it and just pinned together their entire new version. They have it, it shares enough that you can kind of see where the influences come from, but yeah, it's different. Like, uh, the most I'm gonna say egregious, but without the connotation of being like negative, is uh, the changes to Mr. Knight. So that's the the in a in a proper tuxedo yeah. white suit that uh that he turns into in the comics that is a very suave uh in control character he's still as dangerous as regular moon knight but he he's more like the the plotting um you know character whereas in this case he he's a buffoon really uh well, he's just steven with in a suit and this is right, like exactly. uh, outcomes nunchunks and um it kind of gave it a little bit like Deadpool-y in terms of how mm -hmm. he comes across, but with the English accent, which is one of those things of now, you know, we all said when the accent come on again, this is really bad. And like some people go, oh, no, it's, it's like, yeah, but it's bad because it's in his head. This is like Mary Poppins' view of, and it is, yeah. and, and, you know, and it is that whole thing of, yeah, it's such a great show. I mean, there's that whole scene as well, you know, obviously like, the Batman type like running across the rooftops and stuff. And um, yeah, I, uh, it's such, it's so refreshing as well because it's new. It's not, because I feel like that was the thing like with Loki and Hawkeye and Falcon and what, you know, we'd all got used to, we all knew these characters before and they were just extending them. Well, this is a debut, you know, this is, and there's a massive difference. I think of being something completely fresh. It does, you know, it feels like a movie because of the, the quality of it. But yeah, no, I, I this is such a great series. Yeah, and definitely looking forward to some more of this. Uh, I'm particularly liking Ethan Hawke's character. I he that might be a character from more recent runs, which I haven't read, but I'm otherwise unfamiliar with this character. Uh, but he he's doing a great job with this character, and he, and he's not like scene chewing villainy. You still get like the uh, you, you're off your rocker, dude, but. Yeah. Um, he he's not like most Marvel villains at this point, which is interesting. Well, no, because it's very much like you know. It's, I think the whole thing, like with like the avatars and the Egyptian gods and stuff, just make it feel very different. And uh, I think that's definitely something you know that, that comes into play with this one. And yeah, I, I just generally feel like it's just nice having something fresh. Um, and completely different to watch. And yeah, as I said, I can't wait to be able to watch a couple more episodes kind of to work out what's going on. Cause I, yeah, there's, there's a big shift in episode four, which is why I'm less like, <laughs> please just give me a yeah. <laughs> what happens next. Because it's literally on the lines of, I know as much as you do at this point, and you haven't even seen it. <laughs> and that's how, that's how much of, of, of that's the good thing with this one. But, it really seems to have caught people's attention. The viewership is up. It's the second most watched Disney Plus Marvel show so far, just behind Loki. I am wondering if that's going to pick up as more episodes come along. 
um, because I feel like people are going to really get into this as like Moon Knight didn't have that that big like established. He's not a well known character and stuff, um, but I, this this series is going to make him one. Yes, it will, and. I mean, even in the comics, he's been a bit of a meme instead of a character for quite some time. I, a lot of writers didn't know what to do with him. So I was admittedly a little worried about this series because he's a, he is a very difficult character to write properly. But so far, they're doing a good job. They're keeping it engaging without being too out there. Uh, we'll see how that changes. And also, um, got to send up, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac is doing fantastic with this. Yeah. Uh, another actor like Sebastian Stan, who's just been kind of all over the place with the the work he's been doing. Like he was over in Dune and he was Apocalypse yeah. and X-Men and stuff like this. And seeing him have a chance to actually be like a proper starring role here yeah. is great. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to get more, so a few times we've gone to watch a movie. Uh, so Should we rent Dune? Because I've not seen it yet. And he goes, so show the trailer. Goes, well, it just looks like Star Wars. Yeah, but it looks really good. Like now we're anyway, end up watching something. I've been I've tried about five times to watch June. And it's just like I'm just like, I want to watch it. It's, it's but yes, yeah, so it's like that kind of thing. Oscar Isaac is fantastic in this one here. I definitely I really like the British humor side to it. Um, especially in that first episode. Um I it I don't know if it connects more with um, I know when we watched it, at, um, because obviously we were, I was at the premiere, and obviously having the how we had all the cast and the crew there, or the crew, um, which is really weird watching it and looking down and going, well, "That's the girl, you know, that's the woman from the from the gift counter." And Mark's, you know, you know, Oscar's over here, and Ethan's sat just like four rows in front of me. And that was a little bit weird watching it, but hearing everybody laughing at it, um, and the, the, like the British humor and stuff, and I don't, you know, we get some of the stuff a little bit more. Um, and it's that kind of thing. So I know some people were like worried about like the humor aspect to it, but like, oh, it's like, yeah, but it, it's done in a way that it just works. I mean, just like you just done that, hey, it's gay, is <laughs> just, just like you know, and it is just like that thing of like very British stuff and the, the way it's been brought in, um, the whole stuff that they're gonna do in later episodes, it's just really fun. Um, yeah, it's it's such a great series. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's just great hitting that. It's just it's are you not? As I've, it's, some people have been like, I don't like it, and they're out kind of thing. But there's there's not really been a lot of negativity about this at all. Um, which is great because uh, Hawkeye kind of was one of those things. Everyone was going like, yeah, well, where's Kingpin? Where's where's it going? This one's just got a completely different vibe to the series. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh... All of the Marvel series so far have had different mm -hmm. vibes. The closest being like Hawkeye and, and Winter yeah. Soldier, both being kind of action shows. But, yeah. uh, you know, Winter Soldier was a more straightforward action, kind of traditional 90s thing, whereas Hawkeye was more of an action comedy uh, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Also, you know, uh, but otherwise, everything's been doing its own mm -hmm. thing. And that, that does mean that not everything they produce is going to be for everybody. So if you're yeah. watching the first two episodes or even just the first episode of Moon Knight, you're like... This is too weird for me. I, I don't like this not knowing what's going yeah. on thing. That's perfectly fine. You know, uh, it's going to be more of this. The, yeah. the, if you don't like it at this point, I don't think you're going to like the next four episodes. And I say that yeah. without having seen them. Well, um, I definitely the thing I like as well is that it kind of gives off. It's the uh, the Egyptian god. Is it Kush? I can't think of what it's called. Konshu. You know, kind of gives off that like venom vibe of just like, oh no, the idiots in charge. <laughs> Just, you know, I love that whole aspect to it. And it was just like so fresh. And I really enjoy the Egyptian aspect to the series as well. Um, 
because I spent a lot of time like um, with all that stuff. And it's yeah, I, I just really enjoyed the series, and I, I cannot wait to watch. It's I mean, I've seen episode one and two three times now, and I can't say I did that with any because I find on a on a Wednesday morning, I'm well, I talk a little again. This is like like because normally you'd be sat there going, um, yeah, and it was one of those things of just like yeah. I was, I am, I am still watching it, even though I've already seen them. So that's, that's, that's a, that's a, I don't, I've never, you don't tend to do that, you know, very often, but this is one of those shows. And I think this one does lend itself with the whole trippy atmosphere where you'll catch things on a second watching or a third watching that you did not see the first time or having seen later episodes, you can see the, the things that were laid out because uh, I've there. never I've never gone back and rewatched any of the Marvel series and stuff, mm-hmm. um, or the Star Wars shows. I tend and actually I think I did do it with um with the Mandalorian season. I think I did do that one with a couple of the episodes um when it came out. We'd already seen it. It was like oh, I'll watch it again, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah so definitely, definitely uh, Moon Knight is just a it's just a really good show. And again, just showing the scope of what Disney Plus and we've still got another what month left of these we've got like four more episodes to drop and then going into that then we've got Sneakerella the quest we've also got um we've got all those Earth Day stuff coming up in a couple of weeks time to watch we then got Obi-Wan Kenobi and then we're going into Chippendale Rescue Rangers and then we've got uh, Miss uh, Miss Marvel Plus, we've got other shows and stuff dropping, like um, Only Murders in the Building, which is coming back at the end of June. So that'll be another great show to watch. I've got the Kardashians. Um, yeah, it's just definitely um, plenty of content to be watching, um, which I think has worked out quite good because I was wondering how Disney was going to fill in the gaps because we've had so many movies um, from the cinema. And, of course, they've all just stopped because... You know, there's not really been any cinema releases since like the middle of February. And the next one is Doctor Strange, which I have got my ticket for like the 10 o'clock showing in the morning, first showing of the day at the cinema to get, I got, got that one sorted. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a while before we start seeing some movies back on the screen, but definitely some good stuff coming up. Anything else you want to say before we head off? Uh, no, that's about it. I mean, it's been two weeks. I've watched a whole bunch of stuff, but um, you know, it, Moon Knight and the yeah. Dropout really were the highlights of the. Of this. So I was going to ask you, uh, what, down in Walt Disney World, what's the kind of current vibe with Disney Pack. Plus? Well, not oh, just with Disney, Pack, with Disney like, Plus. <laughs> what's like? Is there a lot of advertising around? Is there uh, um, billboards? Are they like? I know that because they can't put Moonlight in there like they have in Disneyland, but there's a lot of Disney Plus advertising on the buses. Both yeah. on the outside and then on the inside, you know, up on the yeah you know, where they put all the advertising because there there were a lot of Disney Plus shows listed up on those, including Moon Knight was on yeah. a couple of those ads, but not the big ones. Uh, there were a few. I don't think they're allowed to do them inside the park, are they? No, they're they, not. they can't do Marvel well, inside the park. No, because of their deal with yeah. the East Coast West Coast thing. There's almost no Marvel presence uh, in the Florida parks at all. No. Um, but of course, there are ads for the Avengers Campus over on the West Coast, which you can't yeah. get to in the East Coast. Yeah. Um, there were other Disney Plus ads in the park, particularly in Hollywood Studios, which is, of course, their general yeah. um, generic uh, non-Disney stuff. So there were a few ads there. But other than the buses, not an incredible amount of Disney Plus stuff. There, 
you can buy little, you know, um, cards for Disney Plus to, you know, do you want your annual yeah. subscription here? You can take that up to the counter and buy that. Um, but like, the, they're not. There's no pins. There's no shirts. Uh, there, there are shirts for like Moon Knight, Hawkeye, stuff like that. But none of them have the Disney Plus branding on them. I did get mm -hmm. a, a nice uh, Hawkeye sweatshirt actually, which uh, is very warm but not great against wind. I found. Yeah. Uh, so fortunate <laughs> there, but it's still a nice. Uh, sweatshirt, but in terms of like Disney Plus branding, not an incredible amount in the parks themselves. It's always funny with how the it always feels like the parks take so long to kind of catch up with the current thing. Um, but yeah, you, it's it's an odd one really of how they can interconnect everything because they try they they get off the impression of it because they've literally like this past week is like if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can now book um, hotels in the. the um, for the summer, I think like right. July through to September, twenty five percent off the moderate, off the deluxe, twenty percent off the moderate, fifteen percent off the value. It's like, oh, they're finally getting around to like doing that. Um, but yeah, it's not kind of going the opposite way around of like going, get it on Disney Plus now. <laughs> yeah, no, I and I think the one thing they still need to do is they need to put Disney Plus into the hotel rooms. Mm. Um, you know, because that would have been. A great thing to do last week would be like, oh, uh, you know, I need to, to rest. I got the race tomorrow morning. We call it early at night. Oh, let, let's see. Oh, Moon Knight's on Disney Plus. Let's just bring that up on the TV rather than having to use my tablet and, you know, mm. fill around with the that was my good, cables. That was a good thing being on the Disney Cruise last year was they did actually have like an on-demand system like built into it so you could watch movies mm -hmm. and like shows and stuff. But yeah, I, I think they've got them only in like, I think it's in that Colorado tower that they recently like built. It's all like the new stuff at the minute in terms of how they've uh, done it. But yeah, so no, it, it's, it's always interesting to see because I always find it funny when I'd be at Disney World and you'd be seeing like um, like the posters on the ads for shows I've never even heard of for these ABC series and stuff. And you know, you'd be like, what's that? I don't know. And they'd be like nine months later, it'd pop up on British TV. Go, oh, I remember that on the bus. Um, so and, yeah, the, so, yeah. and the funny part about that would be like the show is already done on American yeah. channels too. It's not even like it's actively showing it. It's like, it's canceled. Yeah. It's canceled <laughs> or the season's done. I mean, they had like Disney infinity ads for like months yeah. after Disney infinity got canceled. Yeah. No, so I, I must. I, I'd be interested to see what it's like when I get when I get out to um, California later this year. But on that note, guys, thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Make sure you check out our What's on Disney Plus uh, news videos throughout the week. I'll be doing a Q and A tomorrow. Though I going by the state of my voice, it's going to be a pre-recorded one rather than a live one because I don't think I can do forty-five minutes talking. Um, and on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.